Al, it's time to dive into some mysteries. Mysteries. I love mysteries. Would you? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna ask that. No, don't even. Don't even. <laughs> not at, not at the very beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe if we get further in the podcast, you can say it. But like, we're within like the first minute of starting. <laughs> the first thirty seconds. <laughs> I, I just I don't think I don't think you can do it then. I think I think you gotta wait until we're at least fifteen minutes in before we can drop that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I know where you're going. Well, hello, welcome to this week's episode of Season Layer Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladyum. Hello. This is episode three sixty nine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, I mean, that goes right with what we were just talking about. And we are discussing Master Detective Archives Rain Code. <laughs> we are. We sure are. Who <laughs> boy. Yeah, killing it. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are killing in this game some people do definitely get killed in this game for sure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 100% Uh, yeah this game uh, came out on June the 30th of 2023 during the like crazy time where so many games were coming out yes yeah Uh, it's only available on the Nintendo Switch that's a mistake which is unfortunate very unfortunate. Uh, we talked a little bit about this game during Game of the Year because it ended up on both of our lists. Uh, but we're going to dive into it a little bit more here. Give it a little bit of more of a thorough talking about. A little more in depth. A thorough Fewer discussion. Spoilers. Fewer spoilers? A few more spoilers. Oh, there you go. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, 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 no. A few more spoilers. There you go. Uh, well, let's talk about the development of this here game. Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, this is the latest uh, Tokyo Games game, of course. It is mm-hmm. written by Kazutaka Kodaka and Takakumi uh, Kitagama. Features music by Masafumi Takada and character designs by Rui Komatsuzaki Komatsuzaki uh, and uh, Shimadoru. Several key members, uh, several key staff members, previously worked on Spike Jumpsoft's Dongan Ramba series, which you can very clearly tell. Yeah, I mean, this is Kodaka. Takata's yep. music is very, you know, it has that style that you, yep. if you've heard any of the Dongan Ramba soundtrack or if you played the Digimon Cyber Sleuth games, like it's, it's that style. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, the character designs are the same style. The character designs are exactly what you would expect as well. So, mm-hmm. this is that team. Yes, that team. Kodaka began the planning for the game in 2016 while he was still working at Spike Chunsoft. You mentioned that he was planning this, or he started thinking about this and planning it when he was working on Danganronpa V3. A bad video game. A bad video game, you're right. Uh, It is designed to be different from Danganronpa with a dark fantasy setting influenced by the work of filmmaker Tim Burton. Huh. And uses 3D models throughout as opposed to Danganronpa's blend of 3D environments and 2D characters, although still features a similar psychopop aesthetic with neon colors. Uh, the game was first teased by Tokyo Games in 2018 with a piece of concept art showing a rainy city and a ghost. It was officially announced in November of 2021 as Enigma Archives Rain Code and then was later retitled Master Detective Archives Rain Code and came out on June 30th. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, 
In its first week in Japan, it was the best-selling retail game. With 55,339 copies being physical. And then by the end of July, the game had sold over 300,000 copies worldwide. It's not bad. Not bad. I mean, especially for like a game like this, that's not bad. A game like this and also a game that's on like one console. One console, yeah. So there that is a- that. Uh, yeah, um... You can definitely uh, tell, like we said, this is the Danganronpa team just with the way the game looks, uh, the style of it, the way it is written, the kind of just the like... It sounds. The way it sounds, the way just kind of like the overall like themes of the story are. Like it feels very much in line with, you know, those those games in particular. Um, mm-hmm. But it definitely does some more... It does different things as well than the Danganronpa games. Uh, especially when it comes to like gameplay and all that sort of stuff, because like we said, this is a 3D game, the mm-hmm. first 3D game they had really made since uh, the third-person shooter Danganronpa game, right? So very much going in a very in a different wheelhouse for this game in particular, uh, and mm-hmm. that also uh, goes along with like how they have to change up like the gameplay loop and everything, especially with like the mystery sides of things and how you go about like solving the mysteries. It can't just be like, you know, Oh, you're sitting in a circle talking to everyone and doing it like that. You know, you're actually going around in the environment and investigating and doing all that sort of stuff instead of just like, like I said, talking and doing some mini games here and there. Like you still do the mini games. Cause like that's kind of like a staple of this team is just their mm-hmm. bread and butter. You might say, um, mm-hmm. but they are different mini games than what you would expect from Dong and Rampa. Um, they still have kind of like the same style and everything, but they're new for this game in particular. So you're not necessarily playing the same things over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. You can level up Yuma kind of similarly to how you would level up a, your protagonist in the Danganronpa series. Uh, and you have like various skills that will help you in the investigation sections, whether it's like, you know, you have more health for if you mess things up or like you can make this make any of the particular mini games easier on you and like mm-hmm. you know take out like answers that aren't necessarily relevant so like it'll make it a little bit less challenging for you when you have to like figure out exactly what you need to break someone's uh argument that's the word i'm looking for so all that stuff is kind of similar um like we mentioned when we talked about this in game of the year it is a shame this is only on the switch because it does not run or look particularly great no, and especially because it's it's in a world where it rains all the time. And yeah, <laughs> whoops. So that Ugh, that basically that means that like well, yeah, the frame rate doesn't necessarily run particularly great um, when you're going through the the, the city because, like I said, it's raining all the time, which that will drag the frame rate down a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it running on Unreal means like. You know, you're going to get texture popping and all that sort of stuff, which is very much more relevant on a Switch than it would be on other consoles. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, stuff just kind of looks muddy here and there when you're, like, going into environments for the first time and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it, it, like, I said, like, like we mentioned, you know, in December, like, it is a shame that it's basically only on the Switch because, like, you look at just the way this... Uh, this world is designed and like how like the environments look and everything and how much they can really pop. Like if this was on like a console that could really handle 
what they're trying to do here like you could see that like oh this would be a really nice looking environment like it would just really shine and pop out at you on a console that could really handle all of this but here on mm-hmm. the switch like it just you can see the idea but the execution is just not there because of the power of the switch yeah it, it, it just wasn't a complete slam dunk there um but i get what they're going for yeah 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 and I like what they were going for. It just, you know, hardware. And rain. Code. <laughs> Detective. <laughs> uh, uh I also realized I didn't read I didn't do that uh that prequel novel that you mentioned that I should read at some point. I still haven't read that. You haven't read it? No, I for, I forgot like look, I, I finished this game up for game of the year and then dove headfirst into game of the year stuff. And getting all that set up and completely just, it just, woof. Well, you'll have to do it after we finish recording. It um, just slipped my mind. Because I was very it's, busy it's, with other things. It's really good. And you get a lot of backstory on a particular character. And um, you get to learn a lot more about him. And I think that was nice. Mm-hmm. And I think it hits harder after you get through chapter four. I think it was. It's gonna punch me in the in the face. I'm, I mean, it might punch you in the face a little bit. Whoosh. Just a smidge, though. Do not punch me in the face. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to. Shinigami might. Al's gonna punch me in the face. You heard it here first. I did not. I just said I would not do it. That Shinigami might because <laughs> Shinigami's unhinged. I'm holding her. She tells me she's unhinged. It's true. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she likes mysteries. <laughs> she sure does like mysteries. You're right. She she likes mysteries. <laughs> Big fan of those, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear, man. That's what I hear. Um... I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Are you? Are you sure about uh-huh. that? <laughs> yep. Totally good. Totally good. Totally good. Um, although I will say that line totally just made me lose my It's really funny. I mean, it's understandable. It's pretty good. And like, I, I, I I'm going to bring this up real quick. Um, I saw a lot of people that were like salty about this game talking about like, how absolutely horny it is. Um, and they're like, you know, Danganronpa didn't have any of this. And I was like, what? Did you play the same game? Did, did we play the same game? Like, do we do we not remember, like, Mikan and the stuff that happened to her and some of the CGs in Danganronpa 2? Like... Bruh. Bruh. Um... So that was that was weird to me. They're like, man, this game just cranks it up on that. And I was like, I feel like it toned it down, honestly. Yeah, like I don't really see that argument. Because like I feel like with the no, way um, no. Shinigami is, especially with like her character design and all that, they really could have gone mm-hmm. that way. And like they kind of are more like weirdly tasteful with her. They were, and like you know, even the times where she is inappropriate or whatever, um, like she gets shut down. She's not like they don't indulge it. Yeah. Um and 
you know, even like her like like hangman barrel thing is not as bad as it could have been. No. Like I was kind of shocked. But, you know. It was weird. It was very weird for me to see that. I was like, "Huh?" But apparently people on the internet have that opinion and people on the internet have bad opinions often, so. Yeah, that's true. That. I mean, I hear they like Danganronpa V3, so. <laughs> I'm just going to make barfing sounds every time that game comes up. <laughs> um, but I will say another thing that is really cool about this game, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the, the plot, is that they, they do mess with your Danganronpa expectations. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we know that you know what you're getting into here, but do you actually know what you're getting into here? It's like, hmm, that's actually pretty cool. Very clever, my friends. But we'll talk about that more when we're actually like diving into it. Yeah, I I do wish that this game ran better and looked better, and um, you can tell that it has like redonkulous load times when you're having to like yeah. run through run through a hallway for a few minutes while things are pulling in and shutting out. Which is like, uh huh, yeah, things are happening. Yep, yep. This is happening. Like, oh boy. I wonder. I do wonder why it was only on the Switch because, like, it doesn't say anything on here. Like, why? Like, maybe, you know, they just got that Nintendo money of, like, hey, you want to put this just on the Switch or something? Or, because, like, all the other games they had previously done had basically gone on everything. I think, except World's End Club, Mm -hmm. which was uh, a Switch. Which you still need to play. Apple Arcade. Uh, Mm -hmm. But even then, that had, like, a another avenue you could play it correct so just you a bit intriguing that one still you need to play that one still i already did dang it he 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 um yeah i wonder like it must have been something like a deal with nintendo i would assume or like maybe because they had experience with the hardware because of world Sun club i don't know i mean they've they've worked on like I guess they they've ported stuff to like PS4 and stuff and yeah all that, but like there are people at Tokyo Games who have made stuff on those other platforms. You are correct. So I don't know. It's just interesting. An interesting I have no conundrum. Idea. No clue. Zero clues. Head empty. It's a mystery. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See what I did there? I see what you did there. <laughs> I got I, I pick it up what you're putting down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um Yeah, you get to do some some gameplay stuff. You get to do like explorations when you're trying to like get clues for stuff and then you go into the labyrinths and you have like the the death matches you have to do the reasoning death matches then you have to do the 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 barrel shinigami ones and then you have the the giant monster lady sections (laughs) you gotta plow through some walls and kick some balls and jump over some spike pits while you're a very large lady. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you do. Um, and then, like, at the end, you have the, like, comic book that you have to fill out, basically, which is still, like, a Danganronpa thing. Mm-hmm. But done in a different way. Like, the other way, it was yeah. kind of like... With this, like, you have, like, um, a set number of uh, answers at, at the start where you can, like, go through wherever and throw them down. I think in Danganronpa, it was basically, like, you have to do things in order. Mm-hmm. You, like, you can't just flip through the pages willy-nilly. Um, right. But this, you can kind of go wherever, and then once you put down a set number, like, you'll unlock more answers, and then finally you'll unlock all the answers that you can throw in there, which I thought was a, a better utilization of that than what they had done previously. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's dive into this uh, story. Okay. And our boy, Yuma. Spoilers, friends. Spoilers, friends. Yuma, Cocoa Head. He's a, he's, a, he's a little guy. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. <laughs> guy with a little bucket hat. A little bucket hat, no memories. Well, when it, when it, yeah. <laughs> All bucket hat, no memory. That's what happens when you wear a bucket hat. This zaps the memory out of you. <laughs> Get little shorts. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. Yeah, he has no memories. And uh, he's got a little ghost hanging out with him. She's like, hey, you traded all your memories to hang out with me, and I'm I'm a death god. I'm, or an I neat. I'm Shinigami. Nah. I'm very spooky. Um, so spooky. And they're like, well, you have to get on a choo-choo train because you're, you're a detective in training, I think. And, you know, we, we got to be on this train. Got places to be. Meet your fellow master detectives. Yeah. That are totally going to be around for a long time. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was an interesting way to start this game. Like, we're going to introduce like introduce you to these five characters who, you know, you'd think immediately, oh, these are going to be prominent characters that I'll be solving mysteries with through the entire game and everything because like you know they're Mm -hmm. master detectives and all that sort of stuff and that's what this game's called and everything so like why wouldn't they be here for the rest of the game psych they're all gonna die in horrible ways (laughs) they're all gonna burn oh i'm so sad because i loved the girl that like could hear things Uh uh-huh she was so cute she reminded me of jackie and then nope she's they're all dead yeah burnt to a crisp yeah, oof. And there's that 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 yelling man, and all that was left to him was like his necklace. Old man's dead. The fashion lady's dead. Everybody dead. Everybody dead. Everybody dead. Not poison. Not poison. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yuma's like, uh oh, am I the only one alive? This is a problem. Big problem. Um, Yeah, because he's going to get blamed for everybody dying. But a good thing he can go into the mystery labyrinth. Woo! Which is uh, because of Shinigami's powers, she can take him to the mystery labyrinth where you can figure out the the case and everything and solve it. But the price for doing that is that the culprit dies. She reaps their souls. (laughs) Hee hee ha ha. And she loves doing it too. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, she she gets a lot of joy out of doing it, and Yuma Lesso does not like having that happen. He's he's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. I mean, he doesn't want to murder people. 
He just wants to solve the mysteries and, you know, get justice. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't see justice as killing. He's a little guy. He's just a little guy. Although, like... I was trying to figure out the whole time, like, how old is Yuma? And then, like, the ending gave me a curveball, and I was like, I don't know how old this kid is. Maybe he's like me, and he just looks like a child when he's actually, like, in his 30s or something. Who knows? Who knows? I'm gonna say he's not in his 30s, because there's, like, a whole thing. There's, like, a potential romance plot there with somebody who is not close to that age. He's a thousand years old. Cool. He's he's like one of those anime characters. He's an anime dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's it's wild that like you you saw the first mystery and you're like, wow, this is neat. Oh god. Oh, that man's dead. Oops. 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 My goops. Did you figure out who it was like earlier? Did, did it take you like getting through the labyrinth to be like, ah, it was you? Um, I think it took me getting through the labyrinth to figure it out fully. Okay. Because there's definitely a lot punches. of there's definitely a lot of red herrings in that first case mm -hmm, that they try and mm -hmm. throw you in different directions. So made it a little bit difficult. But yeah, you figure out that like one of the master detectives was killed originally and then replaced by an assassin who killed everyone else. And then mm -hmm. that guy dies because you figure out the case and then you have to get saved by another detective named Yako. Yako! Who comes and takes you to his uh, detective agency on a boat. Which is a submarine. Yeah, or a submarine. Yes, you're right. Ugh. I love Yako. He's kind of a disaster. He is very much a disaster. You're right. Um, I don't know what it is with me and, like, loving disaster men, but, like, he's such a disaster. And the whole time I was like, I adore you. You're a mess. <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm to I'm blame Kaji Tang for his voice. But he's part of it. You also, you are ended up in Kanai Ward, which is a place with that always rains. The sun never comes out. So, like, like we said earlier, like, you know, rain is everywhere. It's always raining. Uh -huh. Raindrops keep falling on my head. But so you have a bucket hat, so your head's protected. Yeah. And everyone wears yeah. uh, raincoats and everything. You can buy fancy raincoats from the store. You can? Well, there's a store that sells raincoats, but you can't necessarily oh. buy them. But, I mean, you'd have to buy yeah, a raincoat because it's very raining all the time over there. Like rain boots. Everybody has rain boots. Yeah. Um, You meet some new master detectives here at, uh, at Yako's detective agency. And uh, those are the these are the master detectives you will be you will be doing cases with throughout the rest of the game. <laughs> Yay! As you have to figure out the uh, the Kanai Ward's ultimate secret that is is uh, tied to the great global mystery that the World Detective Organization is trying to figure out, and they've been contacted by Number One, who is the top of the WDO, and he's like, "Hey, go do this." Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to figure that out, you have to go up against the Amaterasu Corporation, which is basically the this big corporation conglomerate that is in charge of the Kanai Ward, essentially. And it's kind of like blockaded it all from the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So 
doing all these cases brings you one step closer to figuring out the ultimate secret. Whoa. Whoa. So yeah, you get to meet um, Clara Nightmare, Desahiko Thunderbolt, Bubuki Clockford, Vivia Twilight. Mm -hmm. Those are those are your actual detective friends. All very different characters for sure. Yeah, very different. And uh, the cases you get to go on with all of them are also very different from one another. Mm-hmm. So you get to kind of like see their the ins and outs of their characters as you work together in these various different mysteries they have to go through. Just fun. Mm-hmm. I thought all the master detectives had like they were they were definitely interesting to see how they like operated because like they all have their own different little quirks. They have their own special powers that you can use and that uh, Yuma can use as well with them. Um, mm -hmm. So that led to like some different ways that you could tackle the specific investigations and everything, and give you different gameplay opportunities that you know weren't necessarily available in the other routes and all that sort of stuff. So. It led to the the cases themselves becoming uh, different from themselves, but also like they didn't become uh, over route to play or just like the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Which is good, of course. Yeah, that's great. Um, also, kind of cool that they have one who is like non-binary. Uh huh. That was neat. Yeah. Unexpected, but neat. They basically are just kind of like, uh, they don't really pertain to a gender, and it's like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are a few things of like, hey, you should ask, and they're like, no, why should I? <laughs> um, yeah, even though our book says has no specified gender. Mm -hmm. That's neat. And they're also very cool, so. They are also very cool. They will beat uh, up anyone. Very expensive, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Loves to gamble, charges a lot, beats everyone up. Loves cats. I mean, who doesn't? You're right. The people who don't like cats are wrong. It's true. Uh, your first quest involves a serial killer. Whoa, the nail man. Killer. And you got to help a, a, a young kid save his dad from being accused because basically uh, the Amaterasu Corporation is very uh, strict about what they do. They are like, they they find someone and they're like, all right, you did it. You are sentenced to death, essentially. And they try and get rid of the body like immediately mm -hmm. because like, oh, yeah, things rot really quick in, in the, the town. Wink. What's the name of the, the town? Kane Ward. Kind of worth thank you. Like, yeah, the rain, you know, it makes people rot really quick. So we got to get rid of the body. We got to get rid of the body. Um, so, like, investigations can be difficult to to pull off. And also, you know, there's kind of like a hyper-capitalist weird corporation that also has, like, their own police force. So, um, you know. You know. You know. You know. Uh, but yeah, you essentially yeah, you, gotta, you gotta save him. Yeah, and you go through like these these various uh, cases, even some of the ones that had gone through um, prior to the start of the game, because um, mm -hmm. you're able to use 
the uh I forget what it's called, the um Forte. 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 Cause Yuma can basically like share the forte mm-hmm. of of the master detectives by like holding their hands. Yeah, and Halara's forte is basically that they can see a crime scene as it was first discovered. So you're able to kind of like go back in time and see like, okay, here's how it looked. Then let's get these clues and everything. Let's set up how this was all like, you know, supposed to be. And then let's go from there. So like you go through like three ones before the one you get to in the present. And then you have to use all those clues to eventually figure out, okay, who is the nail man? Who is the nail man? It turns out to be a priest. Yeah. And then there was also a copycat. Who was just a weird dude who hung out of the church the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he was like a cultist, basically. Yeah. Um, I did really like the, like, metal nun here. Yeah. <laughs> she was really cool. And you get to, like, run into her quite a bit. Yeah, and you get to help her out later in some side quests. That's yeah. fun. And she's always she's just like, giving... this is your fault. <laughs> she's just, just yelling at you the whole time. You're like, hey, you got to help us. And poor humans is like, okay. Okay, I guess. I guess no, I'll I do this. I did kind of put you in this situation, so I'm sure. I loved her, though. She was really cool. Yeah. I mean, she was yelling, and so, you know, there was that. I don't like being yelled at, but she was funny, so I forgave her. Also, her design was pretty cool. But yeah, you Weird s- little nun lady. You solve that after you're getting costed by the Amaterasu Corporation and you're able to save, uh, or you figure it out and get your get out of that situation. And then you move on to the next one, which involves a school and uh, uh, a schoolgirl who wants to figure out why her friend was killed. Mm-hmm. And then it just turns into a whole mess. <laughs> Man, that one is the definition of a mess. Who buddy? I was trying to see in ZZ art book. Um, with that, what's his name? Seth. The 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 one dude who's like harassing you to begin with. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Seth is not having a good time after that case wraps up. No. He's the me- he has the megaphone. <laughs> I mean, he dies after that, so. Yeah, he's he's hella dead. He's hella dead. Uh, second case, you work with Desahiko, who is, uh, his forte is that he can basically disguise himself as anyone and, like, change mm-hmm. his whole body shape and everything and. And his voice. And his voice and his clothes and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so you have to use that to basically sneak into this all-girl school and. You get to watch this play that they're doing, and then, oh, no, the lead actress is dead. Poison. Poison. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> actress dead. Poison. Poison. Yeah, she just starts, like, coughing up Poison blood everywhere, dead. and they're like, Ugh. So, yeah, you basically have to, like, you know, dress yourself up as other characters in this in this mystery, like other characters in the school to like go around and get information from the other characters as well and like figure out, okay, exactly what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And also try and figure out exactly what happened. I think it was like six months ago with uh, Kurumi's friend. Yeah. So it's a whole, whole, sh- whole bunch of shenanigans. And then you find out, oh, these three girls technically worked together to kill this girl because they figured out, they, they basically thought she killed the, the one girl six months ago. Mm-hmm. And, Which I mean, she did. Yes, but. she did. Um, but 
Yeah, it's very sad. And then all three of them have to die because they were involved in this. And they were the culprits. And you was so upset about that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's super, super devastated about this because he, like, he understands where they were coming from on that. Yeah. But he he doesn't want them to have to die for that reason. But they they have to because that's the rules. Yeah, he real this but, like this is the first like really big time he has to come to terms with like is what I'm doing like actual justice essentially. Right. Yeah. And um, one of the things I thought was really cool about this mystery lab one was how like they ended up tying all the the hallways together. Yeah. Um, to show like, oh hey, they were all working together. It was all connected. Um, it was all connected. But yeah, I felt bad for for Yuma and honestly, um, Wendy here too. Um, because wow, friends are dead. Poison. <laughs> Poison, and reaping. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's real sad. Like you said, um, it, it was real sad. Like I was, I was genuinely like taken aback by this one. Like, oh, okay then. But yeah, Kurumi basically starts like hanging out with you after this as well. And then I think this is when the uh, the submarine gets blown up. Mm-hmm. And you get saved by this masked man named uh, Makoto Kagetsuchi, who is the CEO of the Amaterasu Corporation. Just kind of hangs out and is like, oh, hey, it saved you. All right, cool. Detectives, yay. Anyways. He's kind of a weird yeah. guy. You also learned from Kurumi about like how supposedly the Amaterasu Corporation was working on secret research for homunculus. Mm-hmm. And you ask Makoto about it. He's like, oh, never heard of that. What weird. Anyways. So, yeah, uh, this is where I started getting suspicious about things. Ah. Um, I had my two thoughts here. One was... That Yuma is a homunculus, mm-hmm. and the other was that he is actually number one. <laughs> those those were basically the two things that I was coming up with yes. at this point too. Because uh, Makoto at one point like calls you like a relative or something of that nature when you first meet him, mm-hmm. and it was like mm, that's suspicious. Right. Yep. Um, and there's also a cutscene where like you see someone who's supposedly Yuma passing number one who has the Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hmm. <laughs> and they, mm. they basically lay out like, you can't get into that uh, that library unless you were like number one. Like, there's no right. way you could get in there. So it's like, well, how else would he have the book then? Right, right. But yeah, everyone is split up here. Uh, Yuma essentially assumes everyone's dead because it was they were blown up. Uh, but you basically, uh, you know, you have to kind of roam around and avoid getting caught by the Amaterasu Corporation but eventually you find Fubuki working at a cafe and everyone is very very much wants to get served by her um so this next case you have to go around solving the, like a serial bombing after like you help this uh underground resistance group mm-hmm. they make you go plant bombs and you have to go disarm them after you got you realize you've been duped um, and Fubuki's forte is that she can like time travel very briefly, but like go back in time and you know undo something if something goes bad. But it does take a, a strong toll on her body. Um, Fubuki's very rich. Well, she's from a rich, mm-hmm. affluent family and is also dumb. <laughs> she's also very dumb. 
She's so dumb. I do love the uh, the image. I, I think this is what I used for the for game of the year. Where like she's talking about like her maids or whatever, like the the people who work for her, and it's like, yeah, they keep saying behind my back that I'm dummy thick, and I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh so much. Like, look, I get that uh, Shinigami saying that she's horny for mysteries is something that came out very early with his game, and, like, that's a funny line, but also this is a very funny line as well that I did not see that often either. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Uh, Yeah, but you basically got to go around and solve these uh, bombings, and they had these little mini-games that you got to solve. Some of them were kind of, like, obtuse, and I was just like, I'm just brute-forcing my way through these, I'm not going to (laughs) lie! But, yeah, eventually you're able to do that, and then you... Uh, one of the places get bom- gets bombed because, like, it's, like, you know, you aren't able to disarm it in time and whatever, and, like, it floods that part of Kanai Ward. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to travel on a boat to get to a place. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. And you learn that, like, someone's trying to steal all these, like, um, safes from a bank because they're able to, like, float on water and stuff, and, like, they're sealed in a way that they're not going to get waterlogged or anything like that. Uh, and you learned that basically it was like one of the dudes from the the resistance who was doing this because, you know, they were like, well, we got I gotta get out of here, and get get away from this town, so I'm just gonna rob all these places and get money and leave. Um, I think everybody is in agreement that this is the weakest case of the entire game. Sure. Um, like the the main dude of the resistance gets murdered, and you have to figure out who did it. It's this guy, and like one of the other dudes was basically kind of like who gives you the bombs, like kind of just like was. Not necessarily in on it, but kind of also used and everything. And, like, you got to figure all that stuff out. And you got to also evade the the weird uh, fortune-telling lady and her big her big feller. Yeah. But you're able to solve that. And then uh, the rest of the gang shows up on a boat and is like, hey, you want to come with us? All right, see ya. You can't do anything. Bye-bye. Hey, we're all alive, by the way. Yay. Yay, we love being alive. Love to be alive. Um, love to be alive. And then you get to the fourth case where... <laughs> <laughs> you get to work with Vivia Twilight, who's mm-hmm. just the weird dude who's always, like, resting in the fireplace or under a piano and just reading and just like, I just want to sit here and rest and also I want to die. <laughs> I want to die. Yeah. Uh, he's a weird dude. Um, he's a very weird guy. Um, also voiced by Alex Lee, and he just like knocks it out of the park with this character. He's so good as this character. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this absolute f- weirdo. Like he has his coat on, but like his his shirt is just like a binding like it's just wraps he doesn't have a shirt on he just has black wrapping stuff around him and then like black skinny jeans it's like you nerd well like one of the it's like half it's like black they're like shorts almost because like his legs are wrapped up in in wrapping as well oh are they yeah oh i thought they were like skinny jeans he's just you know it's his fashion no it's his ripped skinny jeans this one, um, this, this image here looks like like the the right leg is like wrapped up. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way the it just looks funky. I don't know. Either way, fashion. 
fashion. Yeah, he's he's just all bondaged up. But yeah, uh, essentially this is you going straight to the head of the Amaterasu Corporation. You go down to a secret lab because you ask Makoto about it. He's like, okay, cool, I'll take you there. Mm -hmm. uh, and you meet uh, Dr. Huesca, who has been doing some shady things and may know stuff about the homunculus research. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but apparently he'd been sent a... Uh, a scary letter from an assassin, and now everyone's got to save him. But oh no, he's going to die. Um, we forgot to mention that um, Yomi Hellsmile and and um, his his lady friend mm -hmm. exist. Yeah, the, the Amaterasu they're in, people. They're yeah, she gets smushed into a cube at one point, supposedly. She does, and Yomi's just a real rude dude. He is. And he's just rude. Um. I think they do a good job of this of just making an, a villain who is just like complete and utter a with yeah, just like zero he, redeeming qualities. <laughs> nothing redeemable about this guy. He's just insufferable. Mm -hmm. Which is good. Like sometimes you just need that. Yeah, sometimes you just need to have a villain who's like, yeah, you're you're a villain. You man. suck. You suck. Like Martina ended up being like okay once she became well she wasn't actually turned into a cube but we thought she was turned into a cube um but like yeah yomi just sucks <laughs> that guy sucks mm -hmm. um but yeah we, we go and we're gonna find out and oh no he's dead whoa you gotta figure out everything you gotta figure out this case while being held held captive by the amaterasu corporation which is why you use uh vivia his forte is spectral projection, so he can become a ghost and go through walls and see crime scenes that, you know, you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. Also, also worth mentioning that there is a an assassin in here that ends up in gravely injuring my favorite character. Yako. Yako. Gets shanked. Just gets shanked. It's real sad. Uh, I was so bummed. So yeah, you have to do all that, and uh, Vivia is also just kind of like questioning whether you, what you're doing is right and everything, because like he can kind of see Shinigami. <laughs> He's like, "Do you really want to do what you you're doing right now? I don't know." And also, like, he has an idea of what's what's about to happen, essentially. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, you go do some investigating, and everything, and like have a hard time trying to figure this out because like. It seems kind of just a, like a lot of it doesn't make sense. Yeah, a lot of it doesn't make sense, and it seems like a locked room mystery case that like there's no way in, no way out. Like, how could this guy get killed and everything? Mm. Um, but then eventually you start putting things together, and it's like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. That was how I was the whole time. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Um, and you know, we have that little robot friend. Yeah. That, that I felt really bad about. And then, like, once I found out how Robot Friend was used and what was happening, I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. So sad. So, yeah, you eventually learned that, like, because you had to take a robot through this corridor because, like, it was very booby-trap-laden for the doctor. Well, not for the doctor, mm -hmm. from the doctor, so, like, people couldn't get in if they he didn't want them in. Um, uh, Yako took a ride on the robot and came in and stabbed that man. Yeah, but the thing is, is that, like, he he took the ride on the robot while you were, like, trying to figure out how to get in there. 
Um, and so like Fubuki was having to reset things if you messed up. So every single time you messed up with that thing, Yako was getting electrified and dying and then you would undo it. So he died however many times you messed up before he like got shanked. Yep. It's pretty messed up. Uh-huh. He got fried. But also, like, he goes through a room that's like a poison room, which is going to kill you regardless. So, like, he's kind of just, mm -hmm. he's go he's done for no matter he's what. He's resigned himself yeah. to death. Yeah. Poison. Um, But he basically takes revenge on this dude because of, like, uh, he feels like the doctor's responsible for his his wife's death. Mm -hmm. So, that's why he's going, yeah. Yeah. Um. You find that, and old Yako's gotta die. Yeah, and then there's the whole thing of, like, you know, that that's a big struggle of... Whether it's the right the, thing to do or not. Whether it's the right thing to do, and Shanghai's up, like, you know, he he's basically dead anyway. Like, it doesn't really actually matter at this point. Yeah. That's why Vivia the whole time is kind of just like, are you sure you want to do this? Because, like, he had seen... um. He got like, because Jocko got sent a letter essentially being like, hey, you should do this. And mm -hmm. Vivia ends up seeing this through his spectral projection. And it's like, ooh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Yikes. Yikes, Romy. Also, like, Yomi's running around being an ass this whole time. Yep. But then you find out that Yomi and the doctor have been basically trying to sell secrets of the Amaterasu. And that leads mm -hmm. to Yomi getting taken in by the, the gal who he thought got squished into a cube. Mm-hmm. Because she comes back and is like, ha-ha, I've got you now. Now you are the one who's going to be cubed. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> but not actually, he just gets arrested. And everything seems all right. Yay! Yay! Um, Except for, you know, your boss is dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um... You get a message from number one afterwards telling you about the great global mystery being a mass kidnapping case that's, you know, all these people are getting sent to Kanai Ward. And then, oh God, he's been blown up. <laughs> Whoa. And then there's some a bunch of gas in the submarine and everyone gets to go sleepy. Honks you. Uh, and then you wake up with Kurumi in the, the restricted zone and there's just a bunch of like zombies roaming around. And then you find out, like, oh, here are her friends. They're zombies. Like, here's the priest and that other dude. Here's her friends. Here's uh, the, the dudes from the Resistance. Here's the doctor. Like, you're just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then through the way, through, you go, basically, you roam around and you go into, like, this big uh, factory that's yeah. like making food and you learned that like oh. <laughs> all those meat buns everyone loves are just uh some human flesh yep they're basically like taking um like criminals and turning them into food for mm -hmm. for the the the, the little zombie guys yeah. here and then you basically learned that like everyone in Kanai ward is a homunculus um the dead people are essentially kind of like the homunculus who have gone like kind of like rabbit essentially, but like everyone mm -hmm. else who lives in Kanai Ward proper are also homunculus because there's like this, um, I forget what they call it, but it was like, it's like a week or something where like 
no one remembers what happens. It's kind of like it's like a blank spot in everyone's memories. But basically, right. they did this experiment where they they because uh, they took everyone's blood and then, and then like they did an experiment and turned them all into homunculuses, and then the homunculuses like went wild because they were exposed to sunlight and if they get exposed to sunlight they turn wild and everything and just are uncontrollable um and they basically destroyed everything and killed everyone um and then they were able to like basically make it so it rains in kanai ward the whole time so now like they're able to be controlled somewhat to where Mm -hmm. like they seem like normal people and also like if they eat the the human flesh that that also sedates them to being normal people-ish. So yeah, everyone in Kanai Wars is a homunculus. Yep. With a um, twist. With a twist. Uh, there's also something I was going to say about that. Oh! um, There were also some people who did not get their blood drawn. Yeah. And so, like, Kurumi has been talking about this whole time how her grandpa, like, was an informant for the area and then like he just disappeared after the blank week um but then like once you hear this you're like oh he got eight um, 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 um. and and there was no way to replicate him so they just think he disappeared but he, he got it yeah um so that's messed up very messed up uh you also learned that like the big, like, the whole unified government and everything, and Amaterasu were both, like, competing with each other to make a homunculus, and they're making, mm-hmm. trying to make one of number one, the dude from the mm-hmm. WDO. And also, the WDO has been, like, sending inmates to Kanai Ward for this food processing, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, here you go. Which is, like, the mass kidnapping yeah. was about. Um. But yeah, you find this whole big, like, this, like, shrine where it has, like, a huge, like, machine in it, and that's what's been causing the rain, and you shut it off, and it turns, like, the sunlight, the, the sun is back and everything, rain's gone, but all the homunculus, like, start going haywire, mm-hmm. and then you have to turn it back on and everything, and then eventually you go into the mystery lab to try and figure out the mystery of this, and uh, Makoto shows up in there as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to fight him. Mm-hmm. Do battle with him. But also, he has a, a sword like yours. That's real wild. He does. He does. Real interesting. Wow. Why, why would he have that? You learned that he can also use use the same power as you. Huh. Wow. Why, why could he do that? That's real weird. But then he also gets a cut, and wow, he has pink blood. Just like everyone else we've seen. Hmm. But, Except for... But it's also weird when, like, you know, Shinigami slices your throat so you can do these, uh, you know pick an option things your blood's red mm-hmm. huh huh so that was one of the reasons why i thought he would be the homunculus because like his blood was different than everyone else's right but it turns out it's the opposite and we expected because we know how it was with Rapa that like the blood is pink yeah so it wasn't sh- shocking and like once they did the reveal of like going back to the first death where he's like is this real yeah like, what is happening? And, like, your brain just sees it as, oh, well, he's shocked because there's a dead body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you find out, like, he's shocked because the blood is hot pink. And that's not normal. And then, you know, there's this big reveal here of, like, the hot pink blood is the monkey eye. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so f- good. So good. 
Like, what a good way to play with your expectations there. And, like, it's it's such a small detail to think about the whole time of, like, why does Yuma have the, like, red blood throughout the, all the all the labyrinths? And I just thought maybe, like, oh, it's because it's in the labyrinth. Yeah, it's just like, it, oh, it's just a stylistic choice there. or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it just looks neat or something. No, no, it's actually part of the plot. I was like, that's really cool. Good on them. I did not expect that. Yep. Messing with me. So I thought that was really good. But yeah, you uh, you, you eventually slice, because uh, Makoto keeps going through like different masks and everything. Eventually you slice up one of his masks. And oh no, he's got the same face as you. What does face. this mean? He just doesn't, he doesn't have the question mark uh, like hair piece, which is unfortunate. He's got long hair. He just has long hair. Like, Why do you got the same face as me? He's like, oh, by the way, you are you. You know how you like wiped your memories and everything, and Shinigami won't tell you why and all that. Well, it turns out you are number one, Yuma, yep. and I am your copy. Yep. I am the one copy who gained sentience and basically escaped when they were doing these experiments. So there's that. And I want. I want to keep. Kind of ward like it is. I want to protect everybody uh-huh. here. And you learned that, I like, care about it. yeah. So, like, number one, wiped his memories and everything. Took on the role of Yuma Cokahead, who is actually a real person. Um, he's the ramen chef. He's the ramen chef who like snuck on the train as well to Kanai Ward um, because, like, number one told him like, hey, this is you got you're, you're gonna do this, this, and this. But then like he sneaks on the train, then eventually he starts becoming a, he becomes a ramen chef because like. He, they they learn or Yako tells you early on like oh yeah you know in your profile it says you're really good at cooking and then you cook something for him and he's like oh this is awful and he like almost dies yeah, it's like oh this guy's the actual chef that's why yep yep um so there's that and everything and then yeah like you uh you basically wiped your memories and everything to like try and find out the mystery behind this because that was the only way you could be like get in to Kanai Ward and all that. And figure mm-hmm. out exactly what was happening. Um, and then you basically have to uh, figure out if you want to fight Makado and let him get killed by claiming he's the culprit of all this. Or do you uh, do you break the emergency exit seal that Shinigami eventually reveals to you, which was which you can you can leave, but that means he uh, severs his ties with Shinigami for good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, but he, but in the process regains his memories, but doesn't, but not of her, but not of her. Um, so basically, Yuma basically is, is essentially is like, you know, all right, I'll let Makoto leave and, you know, he can determine what he wants to do with the homunculus and everything because I don't, I don't think he has bad intentions or anything. Um, so I don't want him to die, but I do have to make the sacrifice of forgetting Shinigami. Mm-hmm. You get a sad moment of them parting, which is is genuinely sad because like I super enjoyed those two as a dynamic. Those two is like I love their dynamic. Those two were just so much fun together and everything. So, like I genuinely was very upset when they had to say bye to each other because I felt like they had like such a good vibe. They were they were good friends. Mm-hmm. They had great they chemistry. Cared a lot about each other. Yeah. He was he was a good like straight man to her like ridiculousness. Yeah, hundred percent. I loved it. It's so sad and and like this moment is the moment where she gets real serious. She's yeah. She like t- tones down a lot of the the goofiness that she's used to, and it's like, you know, I 
I hate that I have to give you this option, but I think that this is the real thing that we should do. Like, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. But it's your your choice. You've got to make this choice, not me. And I was like, wow, she can't be serious. But, like, it works specifically well in the situation because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was really, really good that she was able to just, like, break down her, like, wild persona at this point and be like, you know, it's it's it's... It's up to you. You you got to figure this out. But either way, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. It's real sad. It's real sad. Poor but the book does still exist. The book still does exist, yeah. Um, you get like a post in mid or like a, an epilogue essentially of where mm. you see uh, that basically the secret of Kanai Ward has been exposed and Makoto kind of explains to everyone like, hey, here's what's happening. Here's exactly like who you are and everything. What do you all want to do about this? And he kind of like leaves it up to a vote, and they they all kind of just like, all right, let's just keep things the way they are. Like, you know, it's weird that we're these homunculus, but like, hey, you know, I kind of like being who I am and everything. And then like the the original Yuma is also working to make like ramen food for everyone that like works with their bodies so they can stay alive and everything and don't have to eat the the weird the human humans. meat buns and everything. Um. Yep. Kurumi sees, like, off the rest of the, the world detectives, or the master detectives, let's just say, as they, they leave the submarine because mm-hmm. they have to, like, go back to headquarters and vote on the replacement for number one because Yuma stepped down. Right. And it's kind of gone missing, essentially, quote-unquote. AWOL. Yeah, so, like, you get you get some, a nice little scene with all of them and it's, like, saying goodbye and also, like, you know, reminiscing about, like, the events that happened and all that sort of stuff, which was nice and everything. Um, mm-hmm. and then you see like Kurumi's like going, getting ready to go on a trip and everything. And like, she gets on a train and like, she's holding the book of the dead and yep. she has a note from Yuma basically being like, Hey, I'm going off and doing my own thing right now. Hold on to this and I will contact you when I need it. Yep. Uh, and then you see Yuma off in like Florida, <laughs> Florida <laughs> equivalent, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hanging out and like getting ready to solve some mysteries just doing his thing still doing his thing mm-hmm. so yeah I I assume that they set that up so they don't have a sequel Um, because I know that they were saying that like they want the Master Detective Archives to be like it's own series mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens after that I would hope so I, I, I really like this first game mm-hmm. I like these characters great. I I hope that it's not on the Switch next time. Yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sure you can still do, like, fun, interesting uh, mysteries with, with, an, with another game and everything, and then eventually build up to, like, Kurumi finding Yuma again and, yeah. like, reuniting with Shinigami and all that sort of stuff. Right, right. Um, I played through the DLC as well. Yes, um, I will say it's not worth the money um, because they're, there's not a whole lot of gameplay. They're really, really short. And so, like, I, it felt like it was a lot of money for what they gave. But that being said, there were some really, really cool, like, dynamics that you got there. Um, and you got to play, like, as the other detectives. Um, 
Desahiko's not insufferable in any of them. <laughs> Thankfully. Which is weird because he's insufferable in the main game. Like, I, I can't stand him in the main game, but, like, in all the DLC packs, like, he's fine. Like, even in his DLC pack, he's not he's not horrible. Like, he's still girl-obsessed, but he's not horrible. Um, and uh, Halara's, Halara is told... Um, that they can keep a cat at the submarine if they help solve a mystery. <laughs> it's a good trade. And, and and so that's how the fee gets waived is um Yako's like I'll let I'll let you keep a cat at, at the submarine. Well, I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Immediately you solved that mystery doing the same kind of like you know style that you know Halara does. Um and then Halara gets a, a little ginger baby, a little kitten, a little ginger kitty. A little gremlin. It's a one brain cell. A little gremlin, of course. Um, the two most interesting ones were um, Vivia and um, Yako's, which I'm sure you're not surprised by that. Um, which Vivia's kind of ties back to his whole, like, I'm kind of like one foot on either side of death. Um, and most of his is spent in an elevator talking to this woman. Like, that's legit what you're doing is in an elevator talking to a woman. Um, and trying to figure out, like, why do people go to this building and off themselves? Why do they do that? And, you know... Because he's obsessed with it. He's like, well, maybe that's what I should do, too. I should just go to the top. Do it. Um, and you find out that, like, the lady in the elevator is, like, a ghost. That she was the first one who died at that building. And she's been trying to prevent other people from, from doing it. But has failed every time. And is just, like, devastated because she can't stop people from doing it. Um, and he's like, yeah, like, kind of knew you were dead already. Like, I, I, I know how this goes. I'm kind of like on that dead side too, you know? Um, and so she's trying to convince him, like, don't, don't go. Like, don't, don't go when the door's open. Like, don't do it. Um, but when he's like on his like sad boy hours, um, he hears Yako yelling for him. And, um, once he does that, like, he realizes, like, oh, I, you know, I, I do kind of want to stick around for a while and, um, ends up being, like, the one person who is saved from this building. So that, like, absolves the lady and lets her pass on hmm. because somebody was saved from the building. And then Yako finds him and was like, dude, what the heck? Where you been? And he's like, you know, I was just, I was a little bit lost, but it's okay now. <laughs> and like him and Yako just like walk off together. It's like, oh, that's kind of cute. Like it, it's, it's like Yako was able to kind of save him, honestly. Yeah. That was, that was rad. Um, And then Yako's was the most interesting in terms of like, what does this mean for canon? Because the whole time in Yako's DLC, you play as, like, zombie homunculus version of him. 
Right, because that is the and, thing that we see at the near the end of the game as well. That like his he shows up again. Mm-hmm. Um. So he plays that the whole time, and like a lot of it is just him like having memories of his team, but then also like memories of his wife. And um, you find out eventually, like him and his wife were like friends when they were kids and they pretended to be detectives and then like they grew apart and you know he never gave up on that whole dream of being a detective and she ended up being you know a scientist and he gets hired by this guy to like find her and he does and um she's like oh you know it must be a headhunter like people really want me to to work for them and he's like well why don't you go do that because it sounds like you hate your current job and she's like no no i'm making a difference and then the dude tried to shoot her and that was not cool um and so yako ends up like protecting her and basically saying like hey you know i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna help take care of you um you know i'm a detective here it, it's, it's what i do and she pulls out like a toy detective badge that she's held on to this whole time. It's like, yeah, you know, that was always what she wanted to do. Like, you you did it. Um, and so then you, as, like, zombified version, are, like, wandering around and end up falling to your knees. And then, like, ghost wifey shows up and basically says, you know, you did a good job. You know, I'm really proud of you. By the way... I was able to come up with something that may have solved the issue with the zombification, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, and, like, it shows the detective badge and it shows him as the zombie, like, click it open and there's, like, some pills in there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, is there a cure? It, it Hopefully she mass produced this stuff. Or it can be replicated or something. Because, I mean, it'd be kind of messed up if the only person who survives is Yako. But at the same time, like, he rules. So I'm glad that he might potentially be back. Um, And so, in my brain, the way I interpreted it is that, like, he was having, like, a zombie hallucination, basically. And realized that he had the cure the whole time. Because, you know ghost wife okay sure thanks ghost wife um yeah but um you know she was able to save him in the end maybe potentially but that might have some interesting implications for future if there is a sequel yeah for sure Mm -hmm. like that's kind of a big deal but yeah the rest of the dlc is like this is fine but like it's expensive i think it was like five dollars a pack it was a lot. Cha-ching. It was, it, was, it was not worth $5 each, but that's fine. Maybe a couple of them were. Like, those two you explained would, were probably worth the money, but the rest of them, eh. Yeah, yeah, like, I think the final two were definitely worth it. I think the ones before that were not as worth it, even though the cat was really cute. <laughs> but, like, it was... It was a very short DLC. Like, it was only the one case. It was one single room. And, like, it was pretty easy to figure out what happened. Right. 
So I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, Fabuki's is... Well, Fabuki's barely in Fabuki's, which is weird. Because um, basically, like, Alara and Desahiko solve the issue in Fabuki's. It's like, oh. She doesn't even get to shine in her own DLC. Wrecked. So. Anyway. That's the DLC. That's the DLC. And you need to read the novel at some point. Um, so you can get some more Yako backstory. Yeah. I'll try to remember to do that at some point. You should. But yeah, that is uh, Master Detective Archives Rain Code. We did it. Hopefully they make another one of these. That would be nice. I really hope so. I would love to have more. Uh, and that's going to do it for us this week. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.Cool is where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. You know, you can follow Ann Ladium at AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at AnimeCheckup. You can buy our book. Oh, nope. Follow us on Blue Sky. There you go. At SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com. You can buy our <laughs> books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, Hot Tubs, and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the podcast early and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. We put up a exclusive episode this week, earlier this mm-hmm. week, where we watched yeah. uh, the 2002 film Spider-Man. Where a hero will save us. Not going to stand there and wait. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is my birthday week, so you're obligated to go and support the Patreon and give us money, and you can go listen to us talk about Spider-Man and the very it's... weird and long-winded development history of that film. It's true, and how James Cameron and Titanic are involved. Yeah, 25 years of them trying to make a Spider-Man film. You'll find out about all about that in that Patreon-exclusive podcast. Also, happy birthday, Jerry. Yay! A day late when this goes up, but yeah, still happy birthday, Jared. You're my best friend. <gasps> I'm glad you were born. <gasps> Everybody should say happy birthday to you. <gasps> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why do you sound surprised? It's, it's just funny. No, okay, Drew. Fair. Drew, Drew. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. we'll talk about either Anonymous Code or Villainous Otome, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One or the other. One or the we're, other. We're, we're finally catching up on our backlogs here. Slowly but surely. Yeah, and you know we're gonna we're gonna start running into some games soon. Some games. It's gonna take well, us a while games, to get through them, but... probably. Not games. He's he's here, but we're not gonna run into him. That wouldn't be nice. No, I mean, you know what? You know, next week is like a dragon infinite wealth. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh boy. <laughs> I know. Oh boy, and also the Apollo Justice trilogy. Yeah, and as much as I love Apollo, like Sorry. that one's gonna have to. I mean, hey, I, 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 I'm bought. You've played those games, so it's fine. Exactly, like I'm, I'm buying it because I want to show support, and I'll play them eventually again. But in terms of like what game I'm actually playing next week, we all know the answer. And then Persona Three a week after that. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Suffer. Basically, and then like a few weeks after that, it's Final Fantasy Rebirth. They, uh, at least a few weeks, because it's like it's the end of the month, so. Yeah, but like within two months, we get segues. Double segues. 
Double segues. Our boys are, you know, thriving and in shorts and segueing around. Who can be depressed when you have a segue, right? You know, that's, that's what they're all saying. <laughs> uh, Turns out that's just what I needed all along is a segue. Too bad I can't afford that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Heck. we'll talk about one of those two games, not Infinite Wealth or Persona 3, but uh, Anonymous Code or Villainous Atome next week when we are knee-deep and starting like a dragon Infinite Wealth. Yay! Avoiding sharks. <laughs>